Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 248. We have now done as many episodes as the number of people who enrolled in healthcare.gov in the first two days. Whoa! There was a problem with the website. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> they fixed it. Remember this it, news from last year? Or from earlier this year? <laughs> Remember the it? news? <laughs> anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that will play with pride <laughs> for America, this week we're talking about Independence Day. America! The 1983 film starring Kathleen Quinlan and David Keith and focusing on a small town Texas life. Huh? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Wait. Huh? You guys didn't watch the 1996 one with Will Smith, did you? Uh, oh. Uh-uh. All our uh-uh. films have the title Independence Day? Also, oddly enough, a holiday. Which Definitely. one is that? I, I don't know. Although, after watching this movie, I don't see how anything else could be Independence Day. I think it has claimed the title. This movie yeah. has. When you, yeah, you say 4th of July when it's the day on the calendar. But if you say, like, oh, what are you doing for Independence Day? Oh, I'm going to watch that movie, man. Yeah, exactly. I set off fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. I set off fireworks for this movie, not for the birth of America. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love America. I just love this movie, like, a billion times love, more. I love that both of them more. I yeah. I love America because I love this movie. That's how it works. Right. So you have yeah, exactly. The, yes. The forefathers. Yes. Whenever they say forefathers, yeah. they mean Will Smith and... Uh, Jeff, Goldblum Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman. Bill yeah. Pullman. All of them. Judd I, Hirsch. The whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget the James Madison of Independence Day, Randy Quaid. <laughs> right. As always, uh, our podcast is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. If you go to that adre- address, sign up for a free trial membership, you can get an audiobook for free of your choice, and you support our show. Also, it was sponsored in particular by Natalie and her husband, Ben, who said this, quote, We are such big fans, and we've been waiting to bounce on the next sponsorship opportunity to get this one in there. What teenager of the 90s didn't love this movie? Which uh, brings true. me to my, one of my questions, you guys, is... Would we love this if this came out now, or is it so dependent on us having been teenagers when we first saw it? I think I'd still love it. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> I think I'd still like it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'd love it nearly as much if it came out now. Well, it, it's hard because it set the tone for so much of what we know now. Right. I don't yeah, know that's that true. We know sense. we are not alone in the universe. Right, we we know that Morse code still works. <laughs> we live in a post-Independence Day world. They've uh, yeah. It's taught us how to like, live. But, I, but at the same time, like, I did see this on my 11th birthday, and like, <laughs> oh, that exactly. is the perfect time to see this movie, right? <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. there's not, not going to be anything better than that. I feel oh like if it God. came out now, yeah. like, the gay joke in the, sh- in the locker room would bug me more than when I was like, eh, it's the 90s, I was a kid. Oh, I thought it was a don't ask, don't tell joke. It's both, isn't it? Yeah, more than that. He the the funny you know part isn't Jonas that he thought he was. Tell us about gay people. No, right? I, I do. No, but okay. So just to backtrack. It's there's this part like in which preference in food. It's like yeah. It's it's don't ask. Don't. What secrets? Yeah. Don't ask. Don't tell applies to restaurants where like oh um you know I don't know what I'm getting. What are you getting? Mm-mm. Don't ask. Don't tell anything. Right. Uh, military yeah. personnel should be ignored. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, anyway, so. It, Ben and Natalie, thank you for sponsoring, and thanks for yes, wanting thank us you. to yeah, join thank you, you so much in shouting the TV, and thanks for helping us celebrate America's birthday right. <sighs> you know, with aliens, aliens. <laughs> uh, if you want to force us to read a topic or watch a topic of your choice, you watch anything from your childhood. If you need us to help you remember if it was good or just homophobic, go to readdeathsweep.com, <laughs> click on the green dollar <laughs> sign, and sponsor an episode today. Let me introduce you to the panel. I'm Alex underscore Falcon on Twitter, and here are some of my friends. First up, he's at C. Walter Smith in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris Smith. Alex, you crop dusted the wrong field. You were supposed to go over there. They're on the other side of town. Yeah, you drunk you lout. The field, he missed the entire half of town. Yeah, exactly. And why are you crop dusting half of town? <laughs> Like, that seems I mean, bad. Maybe the town Life sucks enough crops. in Imperial Valley. Yeah, no, life sucks enough out in the desert. Why Why poison your town mates? Also, like, drinking and flying, definitely, you know, don't do that, right? Yeah, but what are they going to do? Pull you over? From where? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't see any sky police. Yeah. Chris takes a brave stance about drinking and flying. <laughs> Fuck you, sky pigs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best, uh, sitting in for Papa Ezra. It's Tanya Davis. Eagle one to Fox two, niner, niner, go, checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> code name. Code name. Code Catchphrase. Name. It was pretty awesome that they all learned all of those code names in like the forty-five minutes where they were also learning to fly a jet for the first time. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the only thing they drilled into them. Really, I don't, I just, just the code names. Yelling a lot of numbers and barrel formation. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like barrel you have a form- day. <laughs> I don't know what they do up there. I'm not a sky pig. <laughs> Like, if we ever have, an, have a day to train everybody to fly in the Air Force, let's just use real names. It's just, mm. yeah. Hey, Alex. What, what if there are two Alexes, though? The, the whole system falls. <laughs> That's why they have those code names like Raven or, you know, uh, Iceman. Yeah. Okay, I'll be, well, well, I'll be Iceman. That's fine. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was, was so like my it. biggest problem with this movie, not to jump ahead to the hate segment, <laughs> but... <laughs> My biggest problem was when they're all gathered, all the like the the new pilots, and they're like, "We yes. need to know all of your flying experience." Let's start with you. He started with the dude in the middle, not from left to right or right to left. It's going to get all mixed up. <laughs> I was baffled that they wanted to do it in a big group. I was yeah. like, why yeah. are you doing? Why aren't you taking these people into small groups of like two or three? At or wasn't most? that part of your individual like pre-interview of like, have you flown a plane before, or do you just want to be a hero? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What if there are people who lied about plane experience? Well, I we'd totally know pretty would. quick. They'd crash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, well, yeah. I mean, I assume anyway. they didn't show this, but I assume three quarters of these planes crashed on takeoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know much about a lot of. I don't know much about barrel formation either, but I think that <laughs> the controls on an F-16 are probably pretty different from that on a crop a 1910 crop duster, and maybe you might yeah. know how to drive it. Well, having been stuck on the runway while trying to play flight simulators before, where I know what the flaps are, but I don't know how to go, like, I, I think right. many people would be right. there. So, you'd, so you'd maybe like not, not crash on takeoff, but just would not take off. Yeah. They would just Gotta be moving say, their though, flaps aggressively. <laughs> Will Smith, I got the rudder. <laughs> Will Smith was chased by an alien plane and basically jumped up and was like, so I've seen these guys in action. I basically know how to fly one. I know how to yeah, fly that was great. Technology. Which is an interesting <laughs> argument. Yeah. I've played pilot wings, so if there are any <laughs> rings in the sky, I can fly. Through. Yes, that's I, right. Do I've a barrel roll. Wave, I've played wave race, so I can also handle rings in the sky. I'm ready to fly yeah. a plane too. But yeah. you need a lot of ramps, right? Yeah, I need more ramps. Yeah. But and I've played. Right. Wait, is it what is it called? Kill time, time code, hmm? shooty shoot. What is that game we played crisis. at the movie theater? Time, time crisis. crisis. Time crisis. <laughs> Uh, I like how Steven knew the game at the movie theater, even though he yeah. wasn't. Because, <laughs> yeah. of course, Time Crisis shoot, is obviously perfect. Time Crisis. Well, yeah. I've it's played Time Crisis, crisis too. so I can fight people on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> as long as there's guns and a lot of ducking. Right, and yeah. as long as we don't mm-hmm. tell you it's Time Crisis, we tell you it's Shooty Shoot, because then you'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, it could be Kill Time or Time Code. Kill Time. Those are That's also a good name for a video game. It is. All the, time Code <laughs> is a real boring game where you just try to sync time two code. videos. <laughs> also joining us today, our very special guest today he's at steven t carter on twitter welcome back to thin voice ranger everybody mr steven carter actually mr president that's not entirely accurate <laughs> wait 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 what what there's a there's an alien know that and the president did yeah that. i don't yeah. know two words alex Man. plausible deniability i love that the president couldn't figure out why he wouldn't get told that he's like but why yeah. didn't you tell me yeah, I don't know. although it's Bill like- Pullman, so he said, but why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I don't what kind of weird like raspy voice do you... Why, yeah. why does the pre- Okay, I think if you're the president, you get used to knowing certain things. I don't know, that seems fair, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm the president, I get all the secrets. Don't ask yeah, me. Yeah, are they, no are they me. worried that... Everyone they're- has to tell me they're gay. <laughs> I'm the president. <laughs> or maybe he gets overloaded with stuff. And he needs to spend time watching Letterman with Baby Mae Whitman. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. They were like, well, we didn't tell so. you, Mr. President, uh, because your brain is full. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really just a way of saying you're a bad actor. Like, we don't think that you could sell the truth, like, that right. you don't yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just take, how like, often is the president getting asked, are there aliens in Area 51? You'd think this would be pretty <laughs> easy 
to deny that plausibly. Because <laughs> right, he only gets the one a year crazy nut job who comes to a stump speech or something who's like, they're aliens! And like, yeah. he, he's like, well, I did say I'd have to tell the truth. You know, right. deniability would just be like, that seems unlikely from physics. I mean, yeah, yeah. that deniability right there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump yeah. into our, let's jump into the summary. Let's find out what actually happened. Chris. Yeah. Your, your, your impression so far has not been great, but I don't want to hear you to su- summarizing in the style of Bill Pullman. President for life, Bill Pullman. <laughs> president for life. My president and yours, Bill Pullman. I think, I think the key to Bill Pullman is you just always kind of whisper. Okay. Like, he doesn't... He squints, and I can't squint on the radio. It, it, gr- it grows so far, as he talks. Yeah, so far Bill Pullman is indistinguishable from Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> well, sure. Also was in an alien movie with Will Smith. So. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Connection? I, I think so. Yeah, I would imagine. Coincidence? <laughs> we can't yeah. tell the president about this. His brain is full. <laughs> All right. So, Independence Day. It's July 1996. Aliens have come to fuck our shit up. And they have a bunch of flying saucers. And they, they blow up all the major cities with giant lasers. And they, they just, uh, they have little fighters as well that come out and fight our planes. We are, we are fucked. Only defensively yes. though, right? Like they don't send the little planes out normally because the big plane can just blow up a whole city. Right. So the they've, they've got shields. Stop our little planes. Even though they have full shields, so our little planes just fly into their shields and die. It's showing off, really. Uh, um, it really is. But, 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 but wait, wait. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not give up without a fight. We've got Bill Pullman as the president. And we've got Will Smith as a cocky fighter pilot. And Jeff Goldblum as a math guy who is very Jewish. And, and works at a cable company. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And we've also got, who could forget? drunken crop duster randy quaid who with his kids out in the desert joins up with the military effort and together they all blow up all the aliens and they save america on july 4th and they save the world and our hearts and so and that's kind of the movie we all get to stay independent although had they blown us all up we would not have been dependent on them we would have been dead yeah that's that's true it might just they didn't want an international life day from now on yeah, everybody gets to live who is American or otherwise human. Yeah. Yeah. Independence know. Day, alternate title, America Earth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big disaster movie with, you know, you get a lot of shots of cities blowing up. You get, you know, oh, random so characters good. whose lives intersect, you know, somehow. And yeah. uh, I mean, this you can't can't talk too much about how much stuff blew up i mean that really is a big part of the movie yeah <laughs> and it was like our fault that we blew up houston too so yeah Sorry that's true they that. nuked houston yeah. oh yeah sort we, of we nuked houston yeah, yeah. it's a calculated risk <laughs> yeah <laughs> they did mess with texas to be fair i yeah yeah i feel not that bad about houston i don't know yeah i heard it's yeah. nice it's got some things it's near the water and that's yeah. the book I, uh, I apparently there were more models built for this than any other movie previously for the blowing up. Yeah, yeah, they did a thorough <laughs> they job. They look good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I was um, I was visiting ILM in San Francisco at one point, or uh, Lucasfilm or something like that, and ILM's there. Known as and the they did International Land Management Organization. They're the ones who kill horses. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Horse killers, all of them. But uh, I got to see one of the models they used for one of the shots of uh, Independence Day. It's big. Like of the of the spaceship? No, not or of the spaceship. The of the of of the town. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but the, it was like six or eight feet tall or something like that. It is really convenient if the aliens ever come. I hope they are in flying saucers because it just makes it so much easier to know aliens right away. Yeah. yeah versus what? Yeah, if something comes into our atmosphere and we don't recognize it, don't you think it's pretty easy? Like, even if it's shaped like a gummy bear, you're like, yeah, that's definitely aliens, though. No. (laughs) Great. Perfect example. If a giant gummy bear came into our atmosphere, we would be like, well, this is probably something good. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like, uh, they're just marketing something. Yeah, yeah. We're like, this is probably marketing. So, like, I mean, I guess they did get really close and blow us up. Also, yeah, there was no, like, man. Okay, so the, the aliens plan... As, as you, just to elaborate a little bit on it, was to get, to hover over a bunch of major targets. 
Yep, ominously count down a bunch and then of, blow yeah, up. Yeah, a bunch of like Western recognizable cities. Yeah, and like, then just blow like them places. up. That was, that was really helpful. <laughs> and yeah, then blow them yeah. up simultaneously, even though it was physically impossible for us to defend against anything. So if they had yes. just started blowing us up one at a time, it would not have changed anything. Mm-hmm. Right. But they well, that's... Like, they didn't just blow up tr- everybody at the same time, so they still had to be scary. I don't know. It seems like kind of a dick move that they let us think they were nice for so long. Oh, it's a total dick move. But then there's that fear, like, what what are they going to do? And then by blowing everything up all at the same time, world communications get shut down, right? Well, but so if they just blow up... just start shooting satellites without telling us that you're here. Just like, oh, shit, oh, that's true. stop working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't shut down old Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an old Morse code. <laughs> never stop our human ingenuity. That's why we run one, right? It was just because humans wanted it more? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was just we came yeah, to that's, play. Yeah, that's we... right. It's like Gunhead. Uh, the odds go out the window when a human wants it bad enough. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you think, like, speaking of that, do you think that uh, we could ever imagine, like, a sequel where humans and aliens, these aliens, get along? No, I well, think yeah, like, if some other aliens attack us both. Oh, yeah. Oh. Then we got to oh. band together. Yeah. And then there's a romance where it's like, but yeah. you're, you're, say it, tentacle monster alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought the person that was weird was Will Smith. Oh. <laughs> say it, say it. Will, Will Smith attacks Will everybody? Smith. Actually, there is a sequel coming out, right? No. It makes me sad. They're working on a sequel. Will Smith is not in it, but everybody else is, and it's set like 20 years after. If they're just like locusts going from planet to planet, like why would they come back to a place where they were like pushed away? Well, maybe they buried they're... themselves in the ground, and 20 years later, they'll come out. and Like, like War of the Worlds? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe the sequel is us going to their planet, and they're like, sorry, we just needed water, and then we have a little child kill all of them. Oh, that's yeah. a really good idea, and fresh and original. <laughs> what if there was laser it. tag in space? Oh. I think I know who we can replace Will Smith with, you guys. Yeah. Jaden Smith? <laughs> who are you Try talking again. about? Harrison oh, I thought Ford? we were talking about Waterworld. No. Oh. <laughs> we were talking about Ender's Game. Oh, well, that's, that's why. I was like, wow. We should remake Waterworld. And you're like, I know who we should replace him with. Waterworld. Wait, I've never seen Waterworld. Is there a laser tag in Waterworld? There's a tag in space. That's my favorite part of Waterworld. Kevin Costner in some other movie. My favorite part this is of a weird digression is where they go into space and have a child kill all of the alien life. <laughs> well, no, but I just isn't there a child in Waterworld? Let's be clear, I yes. haven't seen or read Ender's Game and I also barely remember Waterworld. So, I'm really operating in the it's, dark here. It's Dennis Hopper and his jet ski crew versus Kevin Costner and his sailboat. Yeah, I think there we is should a get kid. Costner back on the horse. I like that. I also yeah. would be willing to watch Waterworld for this program. Because I quite enjoyed that as a child, and I might have been the only one. But there's a part where they light the gasoline trail behind a jet ski on fire to follow where the jet skis went. It's amazing! Yeah, I remember really enjoying the novelization of that movie. What? Really captured the subtlety that the movie missed out on. Yeah! You know, you remember when they used to do that? Is like write a book based on the movie that just yeah, came I, out? I was honestly just thinking about that right before we started, because I know there was a novelization of this movie, and I was thinking, was. like, who reads that? Like... I, but the answer is Chris. children. Children. <laughs> children. Children are very excited to read that. They also yeah. released a, an hour-long radio drama in the UK that was like the UK's version of all of this happening, which I didn't mm. listen, but I can only assume is like, well, we'll just wait for the Americans to solve everything. <laughs> not that's not a history thing. Dig at the UK. That's the, about the movie and how we did save everybody. Maybe Which like I it's think just might like also be a history dig at the UK. By the <laughs> way. I didn't mean it that way. I'm not that guy. It it could be like them, like the flying saucers never come to a city in England, and they're like sort of feeling left out. But like you know, it's like <laughs> why don't they think we're good enough to destroy? Right. <laughs> I feel like Africa probably feels that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess they, maybe they attacked Cairo. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You're well, we saw the thing crash into the, with the pyramids. Oh, you're oh, right. right, you're right. right. Yeah. I liked that they could only crash land those things near major monuments. Like, it that had was to convenient. be. They had yeah. to crash land behind something you knew was in a certain place. Yeah. I mean, the thing about, like, like the New York one and the D.C. one is that there were people there. Like, the pyramids is, like, they're, it's a little outside of town, right? Like, they just blew up yeah. a tourist trap mm. and not the city. Sure. They're like, yeah, they're now, just... now those tourists will have nowhere to go. Maybe I'm on the alien side now, because fuck tourists. Wow. Oh, my. Wow. Strong stance. So you're saying we should blow up the world? <laughs> we should blow We're up all tourists here on Spaceship Earth? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> All right, let's jump into our compliments. Uh, let's start with... Oh, yeah. Well, Stephen, you have the right to go first or last, because uh, you're our guest. What's your opening compliment for the first half of this compliment sandwich, or would you like to go last? I'm having trouble. I'll go first. I'll go first, because you, you basically already forced me to I go really first. I really want you to go first. <laughs> yeah, I'll do first. Uh, so near the end, when they are Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are flying to the spaceship to deliver the virus and everything... Uh, at one point, uh, the ship starts flying itself, and Will Smith freaks out, and Jeff Goldblum's like, "I uh, oh, I thought that might happen. That's good. And then Will Smith was like, we're going to have to work on our communication skills. Uh, my compliment is, like, that's really good, just, like, conflict resolution, the fact that he didn't say, you need to do a better job, but he said, we're, we need to do a better job of this. Yes. Um, yes, it's a collaborative I, process. Yeah, I just thought that was really good. Like, he, the, he made it a less hostile workplace than it needed to be, right there. Yes. So, that's true. That's my yeah. I mean, any time... Anytime uh, Will Smith is anywhere, you just sort of expect a goofy white partner to just pop into existence right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you gotta like if if you or if you a goofy that, black partner who dresses and dances like a white partner, Carlton. Which one? Is, oh, Carlton. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That I is like that. that you <laughs> just just get the name in there. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it, so I appreciate it. I, I thought you were talking about Waterworld for a second. I was going to say, I feel like you guys can just keep dining out on Waterworld versus Ender's Game. I can tell you some other stuff I totally didn't realize. Like, I thought Dances with Wolves had wolves in it. <laughs> with someone who went and danced with wolves. Until recently, yes. Uh, and then uh, I also like Dances with Wolves to the streets, which is where <laughs> they danced in the streets with the wolves. I basically I thought, thought it was, I was Bud the Chud. The wolves with Kevin Costner. <laughs> I really did. I, uh,. I like that you said we could dine out on that. I do feel like we're storing, like, making fun of you for the winter right now. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to come back up. We're all blubber mm. now with that. We're just insulated. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Chris, why don't you be second? What's your major compliment? Oh, yeah. Um, so I love when this happens in movies, and this is a movie where this happens multiple times. When things are being discovered and, like, there's a lot of exposition, like, oh, there there are aliens and they're coming to Earth. There's a huge sequence of, you know, like, SETI, the search for extraterrestrial life or whatever, um, they, where there's some beeping light or alarm and technician goes... Oh man! And then he has to call his boss, and boss wakes up either in the middle of the night or you know early in the morning, and comes in bathrobe. This better be good. And then looks at the looks at the screen and goes, "Mother of God!" And then it also happens at the White House, where like you know, yeah, Secretary of Defense for you, sir. What? This better be good. Like there's just this whole thing where everyone is like you know has to suddenly realize that their direct report was right about something. Well, and I just like the the dudes like ripping pages off dot matrix printers and being like this is impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> Surely it's just a oh no. <laughs> like it's just it's just over and over and over again. I want to start living my life where I can I can say this has to be good. I like that. Yeah. That, like everything in your life is is only important stuff. So whenever somebody calls you you're like this better be like right now in my life if somebody calls me I'm like well this better be something because I probably have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> this better be. This is definitely this my phone ringing. So, um, yeah. speaking of that scene, uh, is there really like because after it was SETI, like the next place it went to, it was labeled as Space Command, the Pentagon. Is that a real yeah, thing? Definitely Space Command. What? I'm gonna is work that real? There. I thought they were Space just Command. getting fast and loose. No, that's that's a real thing. It's most. I mean, it's like satellite tracking and stuff like that. Um, so Pentagon, you know, tracks our satellites, but then other countries' satellites. Can we have a Space Command? If, if anybody want, oh. Could I apply for that position? Yeah, read it with space. I mean, Stephen, we regret to inform you that despite your excellent record of service, yada yada what? yada, we can't, we can't have you don't get to fly space. You're dating a stripper. Yeah. Also, Stephen, get a different. <laughs> but she has a heart of on gold. A ring or super lame. Oh yeah, dolphin <laughs> ring. No, don't do that, Stephen. Dolphin ring uh, is upsetting to everyone. She likes dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not enough. How much do you have to like an animal to have to wear it on your finger your forever? That's the question oh. I want to put to everyone. And to, and to put it in the middle of your marriage, really. Mm, yeah. Front and <laughs> Tanya, what's your uh, major compliment? Um, I hadn't seen this movie in, I think, probably 15 years. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to 
like it was fun to watch because I felt like I had like a little crystal ball because I could just barely remember what happened. And so certain people would come on screen and I'd be like, I have a bad feeling about this guy. I think he's going to die soon. And then I would be totally right. <laughs> so you like this movie because it made you feel a tiny bit clairvoyant. Yeah, that's really fun. Uh, made me feel like a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, with yeah. Like pretty limited power. Well, well, I yeah, I don't know. I was I was super convinced that the president's wife got like killed in the plane crash, and then I forgot that she like survives for a while, but then gets to the hospital and is definitely going. Yeah, to die. she eventually succumbs yeah. to her wounds. Yeah, we yeah. Can't her die. alien invasion based wounds. Yeah, but then sure. she becomes I think president. More the plane crash based wounds than like aliens specifically. Sure, right. But then yeah. she becomes president of the twelve colonies and. Uh, that's right. Battlestar Galactica. So yeah, until oh, the cancer hits. So stuff works out. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah, so it's fine yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. totally. Just got to remember. All right. So my major compliment is uh, that Will. It's for the character of Will Smith, and it's for this experience that wait. he has. <laughs> wait, the wait, 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 wait. Of Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. Will Smith as Will Smith as Captain Stephen Hillard. Yes, exactly. Okay, so okay. It's, for that, for the character though, he has this beautiful thing, which is that in all of history. He is the first human to ever punch an alien in the face. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. I think if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna have a thing, you know, that's a cool thing to have to your name. It's like, like even blowing, like turning down their shields later and then smoking a cigar in the desert. That's fine, but he is the yeah. first alien. He's the first guy to punch an alien in the face, and he didn't really need to. It was just, it was a bonus face punch. Yeah, but he also did it in a welcoming manner, because afterwards he said, welcome to Earth. Right. Yeah. Well, which was badass, but then he followed yeah. that with, now that's what I call a close encounter, and that's pretty Yeah, funny. yeah. Oh, there are a lot of catchphrases in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and the one quip was good. The two quips, it was like, oh. Yeah, you never need the second quip. If people like the first quip, leave yeah. it alone. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, also, close on that. How quippy are you getting when, like, your best friend just died and you, like, were chased by an alien spaceship and yeah. you may never see your, like, stripper bride again? You're stuck in the desert. You're stuck in the desert. One Everything you know about the world just changed. Yeah. I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're going two punchlines so much as just uh, one. Yeah, yeah. One punchline makes you seem like a badass who's dealing with the stress and two makes you seem kind of callous. Yeah, just like or- sort of a sweaty comedian. <laughs> I think maybe going into shock a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like save the close encounter line. Like when you're reporting back, like that, then that's great. Like save that's good. Have but... sex with an alien, right? <gasps> now that was a close. E- <laughs> <laughs> the ninth kind. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I don't what? know how many. Why nine? <laughs> Did you? I mean, the uh, third count kind is when they take you up, right? So there's got to be like a series where they like where they have dinner with you, and then is that? So the first kind is like is kissing. The second kind is. <laughs> Just over the clothes. This is all over again. <laughs> what? I said this is like bases all over again, which yeah. nobody ever was clear on. Like which one right. is which? You guys. Uh, Everybody has their own type of close encounters. Yeah. Oh, aliens well, have nine like, bases. Let me assure well, you. And if you right. only have like three bases to work with, and then home, it, yeah, like uh, I don't know, people get weird. Just FYI, alien baseball is still boring. Yeah. 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 Well, with an alien tentacles over the shirt or under the shirt. With, with <laughs> Am I right, clothes, ladies? And then you have over the biomechanical suit and under the biomechanical suit. Oh, yeah. Boy, yeah, mm-hmm. really getting in there. I, yeah. Tanya, you were trying to make this about the actual bases system on Earth, which I agree is also is flawed. There's just not enough bases to cover the nuances. Well, because people say bases really confidently, and then you like inquire further, and it turns out that like they had an orgy, <laughs> like you know, second base. <laughs> what? Yeah, the what? definitions of the bases are loose. Well, yeah, it's changed over time because of steroids. Yeah, that's true. It really used to be a lot all harder that, to get to second base, but now all the hormones in the right. milk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> making the children weird. <laughs> right, and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what's a sport that has eight bases? I think that's how many you need. Eight? eight? Yeah, that's super Alex's good patented eight base getting the uh, system. Uh, yeah. How about eight base space ball? <laughs> or maybe like you could just like do it for all like eleven players on a on football, like for an offense. Oh, like, so like, oh, I, we I we got, got to we got to left tackle. <laughs> the, yeah. The Debbie does Dallas base yeah. system. Oh, to get to I only got to nose guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, nose guard's <laughs> not that good, Chris. Yeah. That's like. Uh, 
Nose guard is a position that only blind people get to. Because <laughs> you're feeling. I think you radically brain. misunderstood the movie The Blind Side. Bro, I had it. I had the. <laughs> he wasn't blind. That's not what the thing was. It's about I had a really good day last night. We got to fullback. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you got to save fullback for marriage. I think. <laughs> oh, I right. have something to look forward to. <laughs> Am I right, lady? She would only let me get to <laughs> safety. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> hate game you guys let's celebrate our hate dependence um yay in any order what is something if you can find it that you did not like about independence day the 1989 film or 1983 film with kathleen queenland you're really committing hard <laughs> to this other independence day yeah um uh, yeah so, i feel like i was actually oh, phoning that oh. one in tanya so i wouldn't say i'm fully committed <laughs> well committed in the sense that you brought it up twice yeah how about that i'm up, up to two um, I have I have a sort of a query. Uh, these seem like really sophisticated aliens, and they've got a lot of like ship mechanics going on. They got a lot of like in, inner exoskeleton. Yeah, sure. They've got they've jiving. got some shooty lasers. Shooty lasers, force fields, the whole nine. Yeah, they're, eight, they're, they're seventh base. Yeah, and their goal mm-hmm. at per like everyone is to consume all the natural resources on quote-unquote, every planet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then move on. Mm-hmm. What? Where is this going? I mean, you not got, to you play, gotta collect I mean, the wall, you know, Tanya. T- Tanya, where are we collect- going? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a great question, too. going, Tanya? That's <laughs> yeah, ten- I, I think it's going to when Ezra is, like, less stressed out, and it's like, I want to come back, and then you guys wave at me, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's the same so- thing. Yeah. So you're asking like an existential question about why they should about like what's well, their no. larger like, mission? What's their game plan? Because at some point, like this is just an all-you-can-eat buffet for aliens. Right. Yeah. Well, they that need sounds, palladium. That sounds nice. I think. <laughs> you know, they they got to get it back home. Hmm. Oh, yeah, what? it does for seem like they're advanced enough that they would have like created a sustainable a... power source or something. Or yeah. like, maybe like this a... is like a. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I don't know. Go for it. Like, this could be, like, a a separate sect of them or something like that that's, like, that's, like, lost and trying to get home and shit. Mm. Like Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Or Star Trek Voyager. Right. Oh, this is just like Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not really sure about the aliens' goals, and I'm also not really sure about, you know, Tanya, you and I were talking, we were questioning Will Smith's decision-making earlier sure. you know, when we first get introduced all the neighbors are moving out and he yeah. looks around and he goes you know what i think i'm staying giant spaceship in the sky like let's let's not panic let's just also, stay right here so you're you're absolutely right about that and also the timing of it doesn't totally work out because if it's at a time when seven hours after they arrive according to jeff goldblum's countdown it's nighttime in the summer that's probably putting it at like 2 p.m. East Coast time. So Will Smith is waking up at like 11 a.m. on the Pacific yeah, that Coast. West Coast time. He has, he's on vacation. And, but he's like, it's too early. Get the fuck out of my bedroom to his kid. And so like, oh, yeah. it's 11 a.m. His kid's like, great. I'll just let myself out the doggy door. <laughs> Although she works nights, you know. He might just stay up late. Have a late, I, okay, late all schedule. of that is fine. I, like, all of that is it. But how is everybody else in the neighborhood able to pack their homes at 2 o'clock? They oh, I think you, you have a go bag. Don't you have a go bag? No, no, but they have to all come home from work and grab their go bags and then jump in the cars again. Shouldn't they? Maybe be it was a Saturday. I guess we were never told what day of the week it is when yeah. this, when stuff starts going down. Do we know so what we year know. it was? We can figure well, it out. Ninety six, right? Ninety six. Yeah. yeah. What's July second this... on nineteen ninety six? Oh my gosh, this is happening. This is important. I'm weirdly excited. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense <laughs> is amazing. Sorting. I, I want to make sure that you don't cut any of this blank space out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Tuesday. You're right. It was a Tuesday. They had to go back from work. Boom. So, done. Internet. You're right. Yeah. So they all came home from work. Well, I guess when the news starts telling you that like there's some stuff in the sky and we don't know what it is, maybe everybody just gets off work. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I, like I, a, I gotta go. Yeah, like a neighborhood watch system. system. I don't know. It seems weird to me. 
Maybe they have a neighborhood watch. Maybe it's the power of the phone tree. And Will Smith was like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to be part of your weekly meetings. And then he got left out. Yeah. Here's a hate. I We open on a shot of the moon. And yeah. it's covered in moon garbage. And I'm a little upset that we did not follow the campsite rule for the moon. Yeah. Well, we had to leave a plaque to make sure that Russia knew we got no, there No, it's first. like the other garbage. That's that, right. There's a car up on blocks. There's yep. like an old tent <laughs> that we're not using anymore. Yeah, so there's just a moon Native American with a single tear running down his cheek. What do you mean? <laughs> He's a Nobody lives there. It's right. Obviously. Yeah. Right. Obviously a the moon, moon is American. I think <laughs> that was the point of that opening, right? Yeah. Right. We're really dealing with America Earth here. Yeah, so. we are. That was America, the point. America, America Earth being orbited by America Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a moon ago uh, is fine. I knew a guy who was like uh, whose parents had immigrated to the country and From they were the pretty new to the country and they thought this movie was going to be like a documentary about the American independence and so they went oh, there boy. not knowing that it was a And they were pleasantly uh, surprised. Yeah, I I mean, who wouldn't be at this? <laughs> I actually, I wish we had told them that afterwards instead of before. That would have been fun. Sure. <laughs> so they left thinking it was a docudrama about America's independence. Yeah, yeah no, this, this is, is what happened. It's a true story, you guys. Yeah, remember how you yeah. didn't hear about this because you were in a country that it's, was worth blowing up? Yeah, it's loosely based on a true story. <laughs> Other hates, you guys? What else, what else do you want to hate about this? Does anybody have anything else? I have a, I have a sort of a nitpicky one. Um, when they're going, okay, so President Pullman yeah. ends up getting into a, a fighter jet and attacking the aliens in the end, because that's a responsible thing for a president to do. Uh-huh. He used to be a fighter pilot. It's, a, it's in his bones, etc. Surely et nothing's changed in airplanes since he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't really need any kind of refresher. I think you just have to know how to yell a bunch of numbers. You get so, your call you know, sign, he's he's you basically there. Tell them your experience, and then you can fly. Mm-hmm. And then you start right. counting foxes. And then you just start right. counting foxes. So, but then he, at one point he leads a charge and he yells to like his other like fighter pilots in the air. He's like, let's plow the road. And I have a problem with that because that sounds like a farmer mistake. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like, it's like, oh, Gene, you plowed the road again. Why did you keep our farms on the other side of town? Like, stay in the field, you dingus. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no crops in the road. I yeah, keep yes. telling you this. It's like he either meant pave the road or plow the field, but no, he well, just kind like, of mixed or up. He couldn't decide. Snow plow yeah, the road. Snow plow snow- the road. Oh. As if the aliens had just like just gently fallen on the in the way. Right, Seasonal. and if they'd invaded the Minneapolis-St. Paul Greater Metro area in the winter, it would make sense that he did that. But they're in the California desert. There is right. no snow. And it's snow. July, people. Yes, July in Death Valley. And it's a mm. Thursday. We've decided. Yeah, <laughs> which right. means everything has changed. Yeah, we've decided. I here's something I hate. I'm I'm a romantic, and I'm a big fan of marriage. And I still think that it was pretty reckless when you only have three hours of prep for a worldwide nuclear attack on an alien spaceship to do the full wedding vows. Yeah, with Will. Yeah, you're, you're begrudging them the twenty seconds it takes to like go through the full thing versus you do, you do sign. I feel like yeah, the the, the Earth is ending. You've got a priest. He should just say, "Do you guys want to be married?" And they say yes, and then they kiss, and then they leave, and he goes and gets back in the simulator. Go back to work. You know, yeah. I think the priest sensed that Jeff Goldblum needed to exchange some longing looks with his ex-wife, yeah. and she needed to. <laughs> and I at a, at a moment there, I really did think she was going to reach over and yank the ring off his finger because she grabbed his hand by the the by wedding the ring. ring and I was like, how funny is it? She's like, you got to take this off, buddy. (laughs) Bro, it's over. We've been divorced for three years. (laughs) But no, they had to to reunite and they needed a full set of vows during which to do so. I guess that's true. If it was all for Jeff Goldblum. Um, (laughs) Let's do the ad. Wait, I have have one more hate. Oh, hate, Steven. Go for it. Get in there. Uh, uh, This is like, so I love this movie, but this is the biggest hate I've ever had on anything we've ever done. Uh Oh, really? Um, yeah. In uh, one of the early scenes, they're talking about the size of the, the object, which is the spaceship. They don't know it yet, the size of the object. Mm-hmm. And they use uh, kilometers to describe it. Uh, I thought this was America, because we, <laughs> we use miles oh. here. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We use Prius. miles and ounces, not grams. Thank yeah. you. Just a blemish on what would otherwise be a perfect American movie. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, America, Earth, we have a traitor. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where was yeah. that? Was that in SETI? I think it was in Space Command, the Pentagon. Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. Space Command is destroying us from the inside. 
And can yeah. you get any more American than Pentagon Space Command? I know. Like, and they're using kilometers? You should mention yeah. flags. <laughs> American flags. American flags only. The biggest size you got. 600 million bald eagles What? <laughs> yeah, it appears to be 10,000 hot apple pies cooling on a windsill. <laughs> hey, America! It's Christmas time! Saturday, October 12th. Mr. President, aliens are attacking. They've destroyed all the major cities. This is horrible. They've hit New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, and Washington, D.C. At first we thought they'd blown up Detroit, too, but uh, apparently that's just what it looks like now. Damn! Sunday, October 13th. Somebody has to have an idea. Mr. President, I believe I can upload a virus onto the alien's computer system because they're a million years more advanced than we are, but they don't have firewalls, and they still have USB 2. If this works, it might just save your marriage, crazy guy. Yes, sir! Monday, October 14th. Mr. President, this ragtag group of heroes is ready to attack, but they could use some motivation. Give me that. Good morning. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Those other countries will technically be helping us out, but we all remember who did the hard work here. Only in America could a brilliant cable guy, a sassy NASA reject, and an alcoholic crop duster pull together to save the world. Perhaps it's fate that today is the second Monday of October, and once again, people in Canada will have something to be thankful for. Not for a successful harvest and something called the Canadian Football League's Thanksgiving Day Classic, but for Americans being so much better than them. They're thankful for us letting them live, letting them exist. And should we win the day, the second Monday of October will no longer be known as just a Canadian holiday, but as a day when the world declared in one voice, Thank you, America. You guys are objectively great, and we're all sorry we live in these inferior countries. Because of you, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate your Thanksgiving Day. Um, Mr. President, you're coming off as kind of a douche right now. Really? Was that too much? Yeah, just a little. Maybe instead of flying a plane in this battle, you should spend the rest of the day learning about other parts of the world. You should start by reading The Art of Travel by Elaine de Botton. I would, but all my money blew up with the White House. How can I afford books? Oh, oh, Mr. President, Mr. President, you could you could use audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep and get a free audiobook. Just for signing up for a trial membership of Audible, using that address that I just said, that will get you the art of travel or any book free, and you support your favorite podcast. Read it and weep. Th- those guys survived? Uh, apparently they hid in a tunnel with a stripper and a dog. Huh. Did the stripper have a heart of gold? Apparently, yes. Only in America. <clears> oh, <throat> sorry. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep and get a free audiobook and support your favorite podcast. Keep it, even if you cancel your trial membership. Wow. I'm only 15 minutes into this book and I've already learned about three countries I didn't know existed. And I hate them. USA! 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 All right, uh, so now by request uh, from our sponsors, Natalie and Ben, we are going to play King of Bullshit Mountain. That's right. We just yeah. finished this up last week, and Tanya, you won. You're the reigning champion, the reigning king oh, snap. of Bullshit Mountain. So you're going to start out on top. We're going to ask Tanya questions, and if we stump her or steal from her, we become the new king of Bullshit Mountain. In any order, what's something you didn't entirely understand about this movie that you would like Tanya to explain? Okay. So, it's a technology hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the aliens, as we said, are very, very advanced. Mm-hmm. And they're invading this world. And the idea is they have a countdown timer or something like that. It's a countdown that uh, Jeff Goldblum finds. And he's like, oh, no, that means we only have seven hours to, to get out of here or something like that. Uh, and the, the reason is, apparently, they have to broadcast that because they're on different sides of the world and there's no line of sight communication. So, my, my question for you, Tanya, is... Sure. Why couldn't they either, A, deploy a relay or something, or B, just 
start a timer on each of the ships, and at a certain point, they just fire. You mean like, like, why did they why need did they that synchronize their signal? watches? Yeah, why didn't they just synchronize a watch? I mean, they got well, all the technology in the world. Can't synchronize a watch? Well, I think that they, I think that it was, it was rigged in a more network style because they were dependent on the mothership, and that was why we had to take down the mothership first. Does that make sense? Like, no. because the, no, they had, they, <laughs> they needed. Don't ask him if it makes sense. <laughs> to say well, it makes no, sense. No, I have to. I have to know if my if my complex technical explanation is penetrating. Or not. <laughs> well, it only penetrates if his shields are down. Oh, oh well, you know. So you gotta <laughs> such is life. You gotta tickle him or give him ice cream, and then you can penetrate. <laughs> give him a cold. The shields are all the way down. <laughs> Show him a picture of like a pile of puppies sleeping. <laughs> I think. I think that the the network model that they invested in was so that they had a a backup plan in case they needed to rejig the timer. <laughs> in this case is, somebody mm-hmm. needed to also make popcorn, so yeah, they should use well, the you microwave. Know, if you synchronize your watches and then the attack time changes, how are you telling everyone that they're just out in the field with watches that say exactly the same time? Right. That's not very helpful. Yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> Tanya, I have a question. Uh, so here are three things that that are able to just barely outrun an explosion and a rolling wall of fire <laughs> in alien spacecraft. Air Force Check. One taking off, Check. and a yellow lab puppy jumping over a car. Can His you, name is Boomer. Can you explain sure. how that was possible? How all these different things could, could just barely outrun How all three explosion? of those things run at the same speed. Well, I thought about this, and I thought about this, and I feel like maybe the, um, the like, depth of field was a little bit wonky for each mm. and so things were farther away in some cases than in others the so like cinematographer the, the puppy just had mm-hmm. a lot of, of of head start well not unlike humans winning over aliens because they have cuter faces i think puppies have to win because they are some of the cutest stuff alive it is true do you think yeah so boomer had to make it would the aliens still have killed us all and taken all of our natural resources if the if we'd been all puppies oh that's a good question. That's an excellent question. Alex is now the king of bullshit what? mountain. <laughs> yes. That was the best. Alex, good steal. I have a question for Alex. Go for it. I feel way more relaxed so, now. I'm feeling very <laughs> so, kingly right now. What's your question? There was a uh, scene that I didn't even notice like the first time around. It's like when it's showing that Jeff Goldblum is just really sad and he starts drinking in like what is apparently a break room over air, like the Area 51 main work room. Uh-huh. Um, and he's pissed off because, like, he's like, great, no ice. Whose job is it to stock the break room of Area 51 with ice? Who has clearance to get into Area 51, but 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 their job is to keep ice in the little mini refrigerator? All right, well, so it depends on the time because it's sort of seasonal work. But it's okay. always either robots or <laughs> blind people. What? It's- oh, because then they could never see the, yeah. the spaceship. Yeah. Oh, like in, the, like in okay. the Prestige, where all of his stagehands were blind, so they couldn't see that his magic trick was that he was killing a clone of himself. Wait, 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 Alex! Spoiler Alex, alert, Alex! You said it's seasonal. Huh? What season is blind person season, oh, and what season is robot season? Uh, obviously, uh, blind people season is in the summer because robots uh, can't—they don't like the heat. Oh, okay, fair and enough. That's why it's they, it's so, more expensive for oil. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. The price of oil goes up yeah. for the creaky robot joints. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Alex, uh, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, alien spaceship is over New York City. Uh-huh. Everyone is fleeing the city. Sure. And yet, Jeff Goldblum and his dad are driving on a highway where cars are passing one another. It's not complete gridlock when New York is complete gridlock on any given day trying to leave the city. Um, well, Please explain. So they were that scene was when they were entering DC, and so it was people going the other way, leaving DC, and they were going into it. No, um, no, no. But when they were leaving the city, that also happened. Well, they didn't show him leaving the city because it was super boring. So they just showed him oh. getting into DC. Uh, but the but the trick there was that it just took him a while. It was just perseverance, you know, like any traffic thing. Like you just be patient, don't move lanes. Eventually, it'll clear up. Also, don't uh, ride I- Uber because of surge pricing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be insane right then. Yeah. Um, if there's an alien invasion, they are just going to milk every dollar. Oh, they can. man. Alien invasion, a million dollars a minute to get an Uber. Uh, <laughs> I'd pay for it. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So, uh, 
I really like Brent Spiner in this movie because obviously I was super into Star Trek The Next Generation. <sighs> and But I remember distinctly when I was 11 years old watching this movie that uh, when he uh, he's like, the last 24 hours have been really exciting and the president is like, like people have died, Doctor. Um, I remember thinking Bill Pullman was kind of a dick for that. Like, I understand that people have died and nobody should say it's been exciting, but like, <laughs> Brent Spiner hasn't, doesn't get out much and Brent Spiner played Data. So why? my question is, why is Bill Pullman such a dick to Data? Um, I mean, I, I think his wife just died. He's had kind of a bad day. I feel like that is... I mean, he shouldn't be a dick to data. data. I agree with you that he shouldn't do it, but I just want to explain. Okay. Like, that's not an excuse. That's just an explanation. Okay, they, that's they fine. They couldn't that's all I was stop the bleeding with his wife. Wait, this is King of Agreement Mountain now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a question for you. Dude, physics no, no, Tanya question. Just, Tanya just... Uh, no, Tanya no, stole. no, King of Okay, Tanya. <laughs> Tanya, I got a question for you. I got a, I got a question for you. Um, a physics question. So, um, when Will Smith and Harry Connick Jr. are flying planes, um, and they're I just running, love that sentence. <laughs> yeah, right? They're flying planes together, and they're, they're, outrun, they're trying to outrun the alien fighters. Yeah. And the aliens are on their tail. And Harry Connick Jr., it, when they're going at top speed, is just, they're going at the same speed as the aliens, and he, like, turns, and Will Smith's like, no, you can't turn at that speed! And then, like, they, um, he blows up. He, like, the, you know, plane blows the, up. Yeah. So how come Will Smith going at also top speed, is able to weave and dodge through canyons like he's playing Sega Genesis. Well, it was in that particular... Because they were over a, a, a field when he mm. did when Harry Connick Jr. did the turn. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and I think that, that in that particular line of sight, the turn was a really mm-hmm. bad tactical How move so? and enabled the alien... I don't know. It enabled the alien to get a better shot, and then he shot him. I don't Harry think Potter you get Jr. to say, I don't know, even that. in the middle of an answer. I thought Yay, not- I'm not King of Bullshit Mountain anymore. <laughs> All right, Chris, Chris, I have a question. Chris, you're King of Bullshit <laughs> Yeah, what's up? Steven, go. <laughs> so when they're tr- they don't know if the aliens are evil, they welcome them by sending uh, a giant like helicopter with a bunch of bright flashing lights. Yes. When, you, mm-hmm. when you're saying hello to somebody, do you just shine a bunch of lights in their face? <laughs> well, well you know, I think... As we call it. Right, yeah. it wasn't laser pointers. I think the problem here was perspective. The camera was very close to the chopper. When they showed the wide-out shots, it looked like, uh, you know, just like a friendly little light show. And I, right. I think that's that's a forced perspective thing. I would have accepted a yes or no on that, but also, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Also, we've already had forced perspective as an answer, so I'm not sure you can get away with that. But third of all... Uh, Everybody loves the audience blinders and EDM shows. Okay, so I don't love audience blinders. They are blinding. Uh, but second of all, I do <laughs> appreciate good lighting design, so I think that's a decent answer. Yeah. yeah Here's okay my question, it. Chris. Aliens are fighting us. They have shields, and we do not have yes. shields. Right. They have lasers. We have missiles. Yes. Where is their sense of honor? That doesn't seem very fair. Fighting with well, shields, they're more like locusts. Have you ever met a Have you ever met a locust with a sense of chivalry? I no no no. I, that would be the humble ant. These are the ones that just will go and pillage the entire world. They're not about public works. They're not about. I have only experienced locusts when they f- face me man to man on the field of battle. I once had a, I once had a thousand locusts hold a door open for me. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They fight dirty. Sure, but then the humans do as well. You know, they they use computer viruses and and uh, sneaky sneak tactics. Well, I had you know? I had my thoughts on that kind of implanted in the ad, but it is a little weird that we had compatible radio technology that we could just log into their mainframe. That in a million years of advanced technology, they never bothered to say like to have an antivirus program running. So yeah. there's a there's a there's a actual explanation a little bit for this. Wait, okay, <laughs> let me guess, and then you tell me what the explanation is. Is it that okay. Is it that uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum sent an email to the head of that ship with a .pdf file that was called, like, free boobs? <laughs> uh-huh. And then they just opened it, and that was their problem? Right, because they're tired of paying too much for their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, apparently there was a highway robbery. <laughs> there is a deleted scene where it explains that uh, uh, after the Roswell c- crash of that spaceship, we took a lot of our technology design from it. So that's why we would be compatible with it, which is also the plot of a two-part Star Trek Voyager episode. I think that's a steal. <laughs> yeah, that was solid. Steven is the king Thank of you. bullshit mountain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did it. Well, 
start for the second half for a compliment sandwich in reverse order. That means I got to go first. Okay. Um, my compliment is sort of on behalf of Ezra because I feel like this is something Ezra would have complimented. Um, and we miss you, buddy. In memoriam. In, in papamorium. Um, so here's what Ezra probably would have noticed. That there's a metaphor about the guy who was probed sexually by the aliens. He was abused by them. That when yes. he kills the aliens, he flies up what looks like the spaceship's bunghole and blows them up. <laughs> well, and he also says, in the words of my generation, up yours. And I was like, yeah. is that really the words of your whole like, generation? Generation. <laughs> was that, like, Randy Quaid's generation, roughly, was just all about up yours as just a thing they always said? Yeah, it's like that classic song, people try to put us down just because we up yours. <laughs> Talking about my generation. <laughs> Yeah. War. Huh. What really is it good, good for? Up yours. <laughs> Absolutely up yours. Yeah. Uh, but it did look like it was the spaceship's bunghole. He thought it was the spaceship's bunghole. Ezra would have noticed that and enjoyed that metaphor. I was kind of conflicted about it, but I think Ezra would have liked it. Yeah. Did you also notice that the radio antenna they strapped to the alien spaceship looked pretty much like a large dildo? No, but I also didn't think the Batmobile looked mm. like a dildo, and I think you are just, like, you have this thing. I think it sticks all the way down for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just see all dildos everywhere you look. Yeah. Sticks all the way down. Uh, all right, the Christmas story. All right, Chris, uh, you are yes. third, probably. Tanya, what's your compliment? Oh. I'm just the talking dick sitting next to Chris. <laughs> um. It does look like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um... I I really like how everyone in the White House, like as much as there are some some complex things going on at like Space Camp or whatever that wing of the Pentagon is called, Space Command, Space Command, yeah. Space, well, Camp. Space Camp would be pretty cool too. <laughs> Space Camp for, for like forty five year old men. Engineers uh, <laughs> sing Kumbaya and eat marshmallows. But they they're just always really plain speaking. Like the when they first see the the aliens, like kind of docking over the white house they walk outside and someone's like what are we gonna do now and i like that there's no like technical speaking there's just it's everyone's just like well shit (laughs) (laughs) this seems rough i like it i think the first thing that we lose when the aliens attack is decorum oh absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) well and there's just there's no yeah they i mean their operation where they like fly the like light up helicopter toward the aliens is called Operation Welcome Wagon. Like, they just don't have time to come up with anything sophisticated. Yeah, it's not like Operation, like, steal something, something. Yeah, I think if the battle had continued, it would have ended up with, like, now we were on mission, hope this works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Operation, send the drunk guy up the bunghole. It's it's not a code name if you're just saying exactly what it is. That's true. I really, you're really not, yeah. Operation Save the World, please. I guess that, like, focus grouping, sort of, like, shock and awe idea doesn't really have, there's not time for that. So we just got to get right into, well, do your best. You you, you might be misunderstanding what the term shock, like, shock and awe was actually originally, it was a code name that was coined by Maraca. So. (laughs) Shock and awe, shock and awe, shock and awe. Operation (laughs) shock and awe, shock and awe. Shaka, 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 shaka. Um, I do. <laughs> Operation Welcome Wagon is pretty much not a code name. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. I mean, they no, coded the helicopter to a wagon so this, yeah. the en- enemies wouldn't know what we were actually sending. But definitely. Right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was expecting a wagon. Honestly, yeah. a light, bright we- helicopter is basically a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Operation Rainbow Bright. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, it's Chris. What's your major com- or minor compliment? What's your minor compliment? Yeah, my minor compliment. So there was a lot that I remembered about this movie, like all the. When I was a kid, I was, you know, 10 or 11 seeing this, and I was, I, I loved the explosions, the flying spacecraft, the, the catchphrases, and Will Smith's general, like, sass-mouthing all through the movie. Oh, so much sass-mouth. Um, so much sass-mouth. Um, what I realized while watching this as an adult is that this movie, now that I live in New York, has exposed one of my new greatest fears, is that there's some sort of disaster, and I now have to leave the city, and I don't know how to get out, and it's way too crowded. I mean, and, swim, right? Well, I guess, but, you know. So this is your compliment? No, my compliment, yeah. I think it's like this This movie, maybe unintentionally, I don't think they intended this, but at the same time, I think uh, now I'm thinking more sensibly about escape routes. And they found and your... I, I should have been doing that anyway. It was trying to be a scary movie, and they <laughs> found your, your deepest fear. So that's a pretty solid yeah. compliment. I do. The, yeah. Uh, although, the alien spaceship 
comes into town and is point, pointed over your biggest building, I feel like your move is not to leave your house in most cases. Like, yeah, unless, unless your house is that biggest building. Yeah, sure. Right. But like yeah, all but the, if you're the rural like, people, like yeah. Will Smith's friends, it's like, well, why maybe stay in your house? Maybe like your house has more protection than uh, the street. Than like a highway nearby. Car. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. That is that was not the the savviest move. Right. My refrigerator well, has also, plenty of think... food. My car has no food. Yeah. Well, and Bill Pullman yeah, also you know, like as a president is you someone say weird Stephen I'm sorry <laughs> no I was gonna say you need more food in your car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least a snack like All a right. cliff bar just what do you say Tanya there. President Bill Pullman oh I was gonna say President Bill Pullman has a really bad history of not pulling out soon enough so uh, you know no unprotected <laughs> sex with him uh, <laughs> like, he's just he always also, way too late I, I don't know how to make this sexual but he also has a problem with accidentally nuking Houston <laughs> <laughs> So, whatever that, that is. That might be another up yours situation, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, that leaves you, Stephen. What's your minor compliment? Um, I Can I do two minor compliments back-to-back? Back? They're both yeah. really quick. I think so. So, yeah. the, first one is, the first one is just that at, at the end of the president's uh, speech, there's, like, a dude who just salutes at the president super hard, like, the oh, hardest yeah. salute ever. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that yeah, guy. I love that. I like. I, like I will he, always remember that salute. It's just coked like, up, sweaty guy. Yeah. Because he was doing exactly what we were all feeling at that moment, and that's just so great. <laughs> that uh, not, my other compliment. I was feeling that it, definitely was a real hard salute. A super hard salute. The other compliment is uh, in Jeff Goldblum's uh, building in New York. Before uh, obviously everything is destroyed, there are some vending machines, and there was a vending machine for Fruitopia. Yeah, do you remember Fruitopia? Yeah, that's my compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and they also used the little 90s CD-ROMs, the tiny ones that came uh, in cereal yeah. boxes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like I remember those for a couple days. That was a hot second. Yeah, and that's why yeah. every CD tray now has it has that little inner it's got tray. A sub tray. I do not yeah. remember Fruitopia at all. It was oh, just like, I. it was a juice drink, but it was really more just like sugar. Uncarbonated fruit soda. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It was just, it was very sugary. I remember having a lot of it in junior high and getting super <laughs> fat. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> According to Wikipedia, I mean, clearly I missed a lot from that time. According yeah, to Wikipedia, so it was fun. pushed by Coca Cola, and it was trying to. It was their response to Snapple. Oh, Snapple. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I like that. That turned out well, didn't it? Yeah. That's our tactical response to Snapple. <laughs> yeah. Deploy Fruitopia. Something with way more syllables. It's really yeah. like Operation, this is similar to Snapple. Everyone. Go. <laughs> All right, that's it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Wow. We'll be back again next week. Next week we're talking about Split Infinity by Piers Anthony. Are any of you wow. familiar with this book? Oh. Well, the uh, cover has a guy sword fighting with a unicorn. That's all yeah, I, know I, about I think, it. <gasps> My brother, Fantastic. I think, had that book growing up, and I remember it was like, I, I just like thought that cover was the most awesome cover ever. It's pretty rad. It's a shirtless guy. Yeah. I've had some yeah. people say they read it as kids, and so far I've listened to like the first half an hour of the audiobook, and it's just about this guy describing how beautiful a naked woman is during a game of some kind. And I feel like maybe kids, you know, don't need that. <laughs> or that's exactly that's why exactly, they like it. That's, exactly, what, kids that's what kids need, just like Fruitopia. Yeah. <laughs> With enough calcium to make your bones, bones go healthy and strong. And enough calcium <laughs> to make your browns go <laughs> Talking is hard. Uh, anyway, so that's coming up next week. Yeah, I'm not sure what else it's about, but definitely dude fighting, sword fighting against the unicorn is something. So we got that to yeah. look forward to. I'm thrilled. Thanks to our... Thanks to our sponsor of that, and thanks to uh, thanks to Natalie and Ben for sponsoring Independence Day. What a gift! Yeah, you guys. thank you. That yeah, was a this treat. was great. Happy America, everybody! Happy, Happy America. America! America! America Earth! America Earth, America Earth is, is the greatest Earth on the on the world. That's yeah, <laughs> it's the greatest Earth of all the Earths. Mm-hmm. If you want to sponsor topic? Join our mailing list, readweep.com. If you have any feedback for us, facebook.com/slash/readweep. Twitter at read underscore weep. And you can send us an email, podcast at readjustweep.com. You can follow me at Alex underscore Falcone. This is Chris at C. Walter Smith. Thanks for being here, Chris. That's me. And Classic Chris. At the Tanya Best. Thanks for being here, Tanya. Zippity doo Hope you like chili. 
And <laughs> and uh, that's a cool catchphrase. Special guest. That's Tanya's catchphrase from a little while. I love that. That is my nice. catchphrase. <laughs> and our very special guest at Stephen T. Carter. Thanks for being here, Stephen. Hey, thanks for having me. Here's yeah, my dude. catchphrase. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, don't turn off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Please don't turn off the lights like when you go. <laughs> My catchphrase is pretty threatening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the threatening version of the Motel 6 equivalent. <laughs> Do not. Yeah. We'll keep yeah. the lights on all night for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit. Even if you're already here. Hey, thanks for having Wait. me. <laughs> all right. Um. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Oh, baby.